please thank you very much for your love the way you have received me may the Lord bless you abundantly yeah. this is my favorite church yeah. but I only get to come once a year I wish I'm here every Sunday. But we are praying for you. And we are hearing good news as to what the Lord is doing here in Auckland, in New Zealand. And the good thing is this. What the Lord is doing here in this church, you are reaching out to the nations. And the good thing from here is going to Pakistan England, India, and to the uttermost part of the world. And I am a part of you now. I'm a part of Church Unlimited. And I feel so happy to be a part of you. Thank you very much for praying for us. And thank you for helping us financially. Every time I come, I have a goal that I will go back and I'll build two church buildings in two villages. Right now, seven buildings are ready to be built. We have bought four properties in last three weeks. And seven churches we will build before the end of this year in the month of October, November, and December. We will complete seven village buildings. And thank you very much for praying for us and for giving. You are a great people, continue to do it. I want to ask you to read my key verse. If you remember my key verse, you will remember the message all your life. And the key verse is 1 Timothy 1.12. 1 Timothy 1.12, and we are reading in Amplified, and listen to this one. I give thanks to him who has granted me the needed strength and may be able for this. I give thanks to him. Father is writing to son. And he's telling his son that there is somebody who gives me strength. I'm often very weak because of what happens to me and because of what people are doing to me. But I thank my God. He gives me strength. 
Wow, very important, folks. When you do God's work or do anything for the Lord, you cannot do in your strength of your breakfast and of your lunch. You can't do anything in your strength of money, your friends, and your educational qualification. Everyone needs the strength from Father needs the strength from heaven. That's why many people give up and many people backslide and many people say, well, I can't do it. When somebody asked somebody in the fair here, Auckland Fair, and one of my pastors telling, I asked a pastor. I said, he said, I was pastoring a church in Wangare. And then they said, he said, why did you stop? Why did you leave? He said, I ran off out of stories. I mean, weak. But God is ready to give you strength to do your things very strong. I thank my God that he gives me strength to do what I am doing. I want you to read a scripture, Nehemiah 4.10. Let's read it loud and clear. Nehemiah uh, 4.10. Yes. And the leaders of Judah said, the strength of the burden bearers is weakening. Now this is a group that is recognized by the king. And king has given a letter. And king has given a grant of whatever money you want. Go. Nehemiah worked in king's palace. And king said, okay, go and build the walls of Jerusalem. Nehemiah went with cement, money, with letter from the king, with masons, with labors. But when they got there, they found out that the strength of the labors is failing and they can't build the wall. Folks, you can't do God's work with king's letter and with just cements and money, but you need the hand of the Lord in order to complete the wall. And they realize that their strength is failing and they have much rubble, much rubbish. When you start doing God's work, then you come to know about the rubbish that is there. Well, I want to be a pastor. I'm going to start a church. But many people don't even know what is starting a church. Because you think you will go and preach five messages. And you will go and uh, uh, rent a hall. And your church will go good. And then you will have 100 and 205. No, there is a lot of rubble. There is a lot of rubbish. There are a lot of things people say. And a lot of things that happen. You want to be a Sunday school teacher? Good idea to be a Sunday school teacher. But don't say this. that I'll go and become a Sunday school teacher and within three weeks I will change everything and my city will change, my country will change. You become a Sunday school teacher, you will find out in three weeks there is a lot of rubbish there. <laughs> People ask you, people say, okay, so are you the Sunday school teacher? Are you not like the last one? She came and she taught the Sunday school. We hate her. I want to see what kind of Sunday school teacher you are. You go home and you say, well, this is a very bad thing. I thought it's going to be very good. But people asking me different questions and I'm so discouraged. Why? Because you need strength from father to be a Sunday school teacher or to be a pastor or to do anything in the church. Even when you want to clean the church building, you need the strength from the Father. I want you to read this one. Second Timothy, uh, Philippians 4.13. Philippians 4.13. Listen to this one. It reads like this. Yes. 
I have strength for all things in Christ who empowers me. I have what? Strength. I have strength in Jesus who empowers me. Listen to what he said. Yes. I am ready for anything and equal to anything through him who infuses inner strength into me. Anything. But he doesn't say, see, I'm ready to do anything. He doesn't say, hey, see, I'm ready to do anything. But he says, in Christ, I'm ready to do anything. He's explaining what that anything is. Verse 12, 12 verse. Listen to this. I know how to be abased and live humbly. I know how to be abased and live humbly in straightened circumstances. And live humbly without money. Live humbly with a broken car. Live humbly in just one room house. Live humbly without thousands of dollars in the pocket. Live humbly and fly the least class in the plane. I, to live humbly, you need strength. Not to live lavishly, you need strength. But you need the strength of heaven. You need the strength of Christ to live humbly. People laugh at you and people ask, hey, you don't have another car? This is a very old, a broken car. You are driving a bummer. I've seen you nine years you are driving this car and you need some strength in order to survive in such situations and circumstances. I can do all things through Jesus. Read 2 Timothy 4, 16. 2 Timothy 4, 16. Read. Yes. At my first trial, no one supported me. In my first trial, no one supported me. This is a very bad thing when no one supports me. Uh I I started building house, nobody came. My son-in-law didn't come. My father-in-law didn't come. My sister-in-law didn't come. My neighbor didn't come. My friend didn't come. You know, I I gave him so much money to, to start a business. But when I started building my house, nobody came to build it. I did it all by myself. My daughter's wedding, nobody helped me. In my first charge when I was in court, nobody came to help me. Listen to this. Yes. It happened. All stood with me, but they all deserted me. All deserted me. All left me. Deserting is a very bad experience, and we get so sick and tired of it that we want to commit suicide. We don't want to live because this word is very bad. But listen to this, what he says. Yes. May it not be counted against them. But he's not discouraged. He's saying, I'm praying for them. I, I, I don't want God to punish them. Not discouraged and not be. Listen to this. After that, what he says. But the Lord stood by me. But the Lord stood by me. Why is he saying this thing that I was not discouraged? Why he's saying that I've lost everything, nobody stood with me, nobody helped with me? Because the Lord stood with me. Folks, let me tell you, God has a plan to stand with you. And at the end, I'm going to tell you the keys. How you can have God to stand with you in every situation and circumstances. And be strengthened by God. And never feel weak. Whether you have money or you don't have it. Whether people stand with you or don't stand. You will always feel strong. I want you to read this one. First King in 19 chapter. Verses 4, 7, and 8. First King 19 chapter, verse 4, 7, and 8. Listen to this one. 
But he himself traveled a day's journey into the wilderness. And he came and sat down under somebody the goes, tree. Somebody takes a journey to wilderness. Nobody goes to wilderness for fun. Yeah. Nobody goes to wilderness for vacation. This guy is taking a journey to wilderness. Yesterday, great thing has happened. He has killed 450 prophets of Baal, and he got the victory over them, and the whole city is talking about him. Elijah, 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 Elijah is a great man. Elijah is a man of God. But today, he's so discouraged that he ran to the wilderness, and in the wilderness, what happened? Something happened there. In the wilderness... Then the angel of the Lord came again. No, no, in the wilderness. Just oh, read the in verse. the wilderness, and he came out and sat down under a juniper tree and asked God that he might die. Hey, kill me, God. Kill me, God. I want to die under a small tree. Not a big tree, very small tree. And he said, God, kill me. I, I don't want to live. I'm discouraged. I, 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 don't, I don't have any strength to go anymore. No, 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 no more preaching. I cannot do it, Lord. And I don't want to be a prophet, you know. He's so discouraged. They said, God, kill me. Many people are today saying things like that. I don't want to live. I don't want to do anything. I don't want to go to church. Please don't ask me. Please don't talk to me about anything about God. I want to die. But listen to this. Verse 8. Something happens there in verse 8. Okay, in the verse 8. So he got up and ate and drank. And with oh. the strength of that food, he traveled 40 days and nights. Hey, where did the food come from? Bible tells us, and God sent the angels. And angels brought the bread cooked on coal. God sent angels from heaven and they brought food, not natural food, not the food of this world. And this is cooked in heaven on fire. And the fire of heaven is nothing else but the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit is the fire of heaven. And many times you can bake your bread in the oven or on the stove and you can do different grills and all that. But those bread is for some time. But the bread that is cooked in heaven, that's brought by the angels to you, the fire of the Holy Spirit prepares this bread. When you eat this bread, something happens. Listen to this. He ate that bread. Okay, then what happened? He, and he traveled 40 days and nights to Horeb, the mountain of God. No, he, he ate that bread, and then what happened? He ate that bread. And with the strength of that With food, the strength. Don't miss my topic. <laughs> People can say, why is he reading that scripture? That is not relevant. It is relevant with the strength of the bread that is cooked by the angels in heaven on the coal of the Holy Spirit. He got strength. Strength to climb the mountain. Very hard. You know, when you climb the mountain, after every four hours, you're hungry. You want more food. And you take stock of food. It's all finished. But this bread that comes from heaven, angels have cooked on the Holy Spirit. And that bread gives you strength to climb the mountains. And 40 days and 40 nights, you're not hungry. And you appear. Now, with that bread, he went to the mountain, Horeb. What else? Mount Horeb. And listen to this. The mountain of God. Mountain of God. How can you 
ascend to the mountain of God. I don't know about your mountains, Rocky Mountains and Himalayan mountains. You can climb on those mountains, but I'm talking about the mountain of the Lord. And there is only one way to climb the mountain of the Lord, that the angel of the Lord comes and prepares for you a food by the Holy Spirit. And I know that every time this man of God comes and stand behind this pulpit, he has prepared the bread for you on the fire of the Holy Spirit. This is not his words or his mind or his book. He prepares from this book. This is the book of the Holy Spirit. And when you eat that bread, you will have the strength to walk 40 days and 40 nights and appear before God. And God says, hey, Elijah, go back. Do your job. And Elijah came back and he was again a man of God. And he did great wonders and miracles. Folks, are you tired? You can't do it. You're going to give up. I'm going to tell the pastor, I'm not going to take this responsibility. I'm not going to, going to come to church anymore. Please don't count me in. I am out. If you are like that, wait. The angels are going to shake you, wake you up. They have prepared a bread, cooked the bread on a hot coal of the Holy Spirit. And you eat that bread and you will have strength to go to the mountain of the Lord. And when you beat the mountain, the Lord of uh, God on the mountain, he will send you back with the strength that you need. With the strength that you need. With the strength that you need. Listen to this one. Isaiah 37, 1, 2, 3. Isaiah 37, 1, 2, 3. Okay, yeah. And when King Hezekiah heard this, he tore his clothes and covered himself with sackcloth. King heard something so bad that he tore his clothes not ordinary clothes. He didn't. He never used to go to warehouse for his clothing. <laughs> his clothings were custom made. They had emeralds and diamonds on his clothing. King Hezekiah is so dejected. He is so discouraged. He's so weak. He tore those clothes. And what else? He tore his clothes and covered himself with sackcloth. Sackcloth. Every time when you people look at you, hey, what happened? What happened? Is everything okay? Oh no, I'm very discouraged. <laughs> King Hezekiah is discouraged because he had something enemy has said. And he wore sackcloth, then he goes to the house of God. He goes to the house of God. Listen to this. He goes to the house of God, yes. Then he sent Eliakim, who was in charge of the royal household, and Shibna the scribe, and the elders of the priests, covered with sackcloth. Covered with sackcloth. You take off your kingly clothes or your priestly clothes. Wear sackcloth. King ordered his people to wear sackcloth. A lot of time, God's people also. So dejected. Oh, I've been in ministry 19 years, but I won't leave it. Nothing is happening. And people are against me. Nobody wants to help me. I'm the only one working. I'm the one play the guitar. I lead the worship. I preach the message and I take the offering. And I fold the chairs and go back home. <laughs> discouraged people, discouraged king, discouraged people in the house of God. They go to Isaiah and they're telling Isaiah. What are they telling to Isaiah? Listen to this. What did they say to Isaiah? They said to him, this is what Hezekiah says. This day is a day of distress, rebuke and disgrace. Distress, rebuke and? Disgrace. Disgrace. Listen to this. For children have come to birth. For children have come to birth. Children are ready for birth. Listen to this. 
And there is no strength to deliver No strength. To give birth to a child, woman needs strength. She has to push the child. Strength. No strength. I cannot bring forth a child. And this is what's happening all over the world. People are saying, I can't give my testimony. I can't talk to anybody about Jesus Christ. I cannot tell anyone what Jesus has done for me because I have no strength. I'm so scared. I'm so discouraged. I'm not even able to tell my brother-in-law about Jesus Christ because, you know, nothing good has happened to me. I'm so discouraged. I'm not even going to church. Children are about to be born, but there is no strength. Listen to me. Five things you and I need to do to have the strength. Number one, if children are about to be born and there is no strength, without strength from heaven, there could be nobody born in the church. There could be nobody born in the family. There could be nobody come to the Lord in your friends. If you want among your friends in your family somebody to come to the Lord, it is not by your strength, by your money, it's not by your gold and silver, it is by the strength from heaven. Listen to this one. That's Hebrew 11, 11. Hebrew 11, 11. 11 comes after 10. (laughs) By faith, even Sarah herself. I'm I'm, I'm making it easy. (laughs) Okay, listen to this. Okay. Yes. By faith, even Sarah herself received the ability to conceive a child. Receive the strength. By faith, Sarah received the strength to conceive a child. You cannot conceive anything for God. You cannot even think about doing anything good for God. If you want your mind to conceive, if you want someone to conceive something for God, you need to have the faith. The first thing, you need the strength. What brings the strength to you to conceive is faith. You have faith, you conceive. So you start saying, well, no, I cannot do it because I don't have money and I cannot sing and I'm not a musician and uh, I I don't think anybody loves me there. Please don't give it to me. That's not my talent. And I don't have a strength. I have had a sickness and I don't have a lot of strength. Don't talk about these things, but just have faith. God will make me able to do it. You will ask me, Tony, how did you do 950 churches in India? We have built 118 buildings and seven more more is going to be before before December and we're going to have 125 buildings. I didn't do it. My money didn't do it. My strength didn't do it. I looked at Father. I said, Father, we want to do this thing. You come and see our convention center that we've done. You will think like, it's ridiculous. This man cannot do it. Yes, I have not done it. I've looked to the Father and Father said, Tony, I will give you strength. My five major friends, my five major friends, this is the 1990, my five major friends came to that land and each one of them said, sorry, I'm not in it. I'm not in it. I don't like it. I don't want to give any money. And I said to God, God, did you not tell me to do it? God said, yes, don't confirm for me. Go ahead and do it. 
I started doing it. The convention center is ready. The only convention center in India where you can accommodate 3,000 people to sleep and 12,000 people can sit there. It's done. Who did it? How did I get the faith to do it? How did I get the strength to do it? The strength that came from Father. Because I believed him. I believed him. You believe. You believe him for your house. You believe him for your life, your, your family, your spouse. You will not have a divorce. Your children will come back to Jesus. You will serve the Lord. You believe him. It's not by your strength, but my father will give me the strength. <laughs> believe it. Okay, so number one thing for strength, faith. You have faith, you'll get the strength. Number two, Psalm 84, verse 7. Psalm 84, verse 7. Listen to this one. Yes. They go from strength to strength. They go from strength yeah. to strength. Wow. Amazing people. I'm going from weakness to weakness. Yeah. And these people are going from strength to strength. I really need to know their address, yeah. their location, where they are. I'm going to ask them, how did you do that you're going from strength to strength? Everyday new strength. They go from strength to strength. How come? Listen to this. Increasing in victorious power. Each of them before appears before God. Each of them knows the secret. To go from strength to strength, you appear before Come God. On. Yeah. Come on, Johnny. God, yeah. I have no strength. So good. Everybody has left me. They're not going to give me anything. I don't have any money. I'm not a very intelligent guy. I don't have any strength. I can't do it. When you appear before God, you go from strength yeah. to strength. Wow. Strength to strength. Strength. Your faith gives you strength, and your appearing before God gives you strength. How many times you appear before God? When you have a bad time, a problem, you appear before hundreds of people. You go to your uncle, you go to your aunt, you talk to your aunt, uh, sister in Canada, you talk to your brother in America, you talk to everyone, but you fail to understand that you need to talk to your father in heaven, and you need to appear before him. I have no strength, God, but I've come to appear before you. When you appear before God, God fills you from strength to strength. So number one thing, you have faith. Number one, appear before God. Don't appear before anybody. Appear before God. Put yourself before God. Number three, Isaiah 40, 31. Isaiah 40, 31. Listen to this one. But those who wait for the Lord. Oh, this is good. They wait. They wait. No, God, I'm not in a hurry. I'm not panicky. Last year, nothing happened. Since two years, I've been coming to church. Nobody knows me. 15 years, I've been serving in church. My name is not in the flyer. I'm still waiting. <laughs> Nobody calls me assistant pastor. I'm still waiting. People don't shake hand my hand and say, hey, great man. No, nobody knows me, but still waiting. Those that wait upon the Lord. Listen to this. Those that wait upon the Lord. What happens to them? Will gain strength. They gain? New strength. 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 Wait, why did you get the strength? Because I simply waited for God. I said, God, not my time, your time. Don't give me anything before time. I'm going to wait. Your time. Don't you force God. Don't you force God to do anything in your life in your time. But let him take time and do things in his time. When you wait upon the Lord, he gives you strength. 
And you know, this good thing, I'm not going to ask you because I don't have time. Good thing is this. There are only three ways of progress. One is walking. Number two is running. And number three is soaring, flying. And all three, three things are mentioned here. They will walk, and they will run, and they will fly. Yeah. Folks, you will fly, you will run. People will be amazed. How is this sister walking? How is she running? How is she flying? Who made, she had no strength. She's not educated. Whole Lucknow city where I'm from, whole UP state, whole India, ask this question, how come this Tony is doing this? I am not educated at all. I was not even able to walk. But when they see me fly, they say, how come? I simply tell them, Wait upon the Lord. If God has brought you to this church, just wait. Let your time come. Let your turn come. By faith, you get the strength. By appearing before God, you get the strength. By waiting upon the Lord, you get the strength. And the fourth way to get the strength is Luke 22nd chapter. Luke 22nd chapter, verse 43. Verse 43. Listen to this. Now an angel appeared to him from heaven. What? Angel? Really? Every time I needed a help, devil came. <laughs> I've never seen angel. Every time something falls, something breaks, somebody comes against me. But there came an angel. Okay, listen to this. Strengthening him. It's strengthening. That's my topic, right? Strengthening. Angel comes to strengthen. Don't tell me, Tony. Angel didn't come to me. I didn't get any strength. I'm just getting weakness. Everybody comes, dumps the weakness on me. Everybody comes, dumps the discouragement on me. Nobody gives me encouragement. Nobody gives me strength. The angels came to this guy and, and strengthened him. You want to know how? This is my fourth point. You have faith to have strength. You appear before God to get the strength. You wait before the Lord to get the strength. And this is the fourth point. Read verse 42. Verse 42. Listen to this very carefully. Verse 42. Yes. Saying, Father. Father. If you are willing, remove this cup of divine wrath from me. Yet not my will. Not my will. But always yours be done. When you pray a prayer like this. My program is not number one. My desire is not number one. What I want and what I don't want is not number one. Yeah. But your program is number one. When people, when you want God's program number one, then you get their strength. Yeah. Then you get their strength. Then the angels come. The angels strengthen you. You want the regular visitation of the angels. You don't even have to send your email or your house address. You don't have to just give them... What do you call that machine? GPS, GPS. You don't have to God, you don't have to give the angels GPS to come to your house. The angels will find your house and come and give you strength. In your weakness, they will give you strength and you will go from strength to strength because you're saying, Father, not my will, not my program. Not the way my mind is thinking, not the way my heart is thinking. It's the way you want. When you have faith, you get the strength. 
When you appear before God, you get the strength. When you wait upon the Lord, you get the strength. When you say, God, not my will, thy will be done. You get the strength from the angels. Angels cook the bread for you. Number five, very important. Number five is where we began. We began from 1 Timothy 1.12. 1 Timothy 1.12. Read the second half of the word. Verse. Second half, yes. Because he considered me faithful and mm. trustworthy. Why did he give me faith? Why did, why did he give me strength? Because he considered me. You want strength? You can't complete anything. Everything is half done. You can't do anything for God. You're so faithless. You're so weak. You, you, you don't have strength. You get the strength by faith. By appearing before God, by waiting upon the Lord, and by, by keeping God number one, and by faithfulness. Faithfulness. I don't have to expand this topic of faithfulness. Be faithful to your wife. Be faithful to your husband. Be faithful to your pastor. Be faithful to your children. Be faithful to yourself. Be faithful in giving. Be faithful in reading the word of God. Be faithful in praying. Be faithful to God. I keep, keep, keep preaching the whole night. But I think you understand. I think I don't need to preach again and again. You understand. If you're faithful. Paul said to his son Timothy. Hey Timothy. I'm not a rich man. But my father from heaven gave me strength. Because he counted me faithful. Folks. If God counts you faithful. He'll give you strength. Don't count yourself faithful. But let God count you faithful. If we have been given the marking in our hand, we will all count ourselves faithful. But we know God counts it. Now, icing on the cake, the last scripture. You want icing on the cake? I like to put the icing on the cake. Icing on the cake is 1 Peter 4.11. 1 Peter 4.11. Listen to this. I've got 40 seconds, 39 seconds, 38 seconds. Okay, listen to this one. Yes, yes, quickly. Whoever, whoever speaks to the congregation yes. is it? is to do so as one who speaks the oracles yes. of God. Yes. Whoever serves the congregation. Anybody who wants to serve. You want to serve? You want to serve? Anybody wants to serve the Lord. Listen to this. Is to do so as one who serves by the strength which God supplies. Only serve. Not with your own strength, not with your own degrees, not with your own money, not with what you have in your heart. But if you want to serve God, serve as the Lord gives you strength. Amen. And whatever you're doing for the Lord, first say, God, give me strength. I'm going to church to clean the church. Give me strength to clean the church. People will mock at me. They'll ridicule me. They will come against me. They will talk to my wife. They will talk to my children. Your father is a janitor in the church. They will talk to your people, but Lord, give me strength because I am very weak. I want strength in order to do this job. God is giving you a different job. You can't do it. You're so weak. But if you want to continue to do it, you have to do it in the strength. If anybody wants to do anything in the church, to the congregation, do it as the Lord gives you the strength. Hallelujah. Brilliant, 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 Tony. You are so, so good. I don't know how you do it, but it is so thank you. I'm just thankful.